We've got a lot to be thankful for, don't we? Amen. God's good to all of us. He's good all the time. He's good all the time. I said he's good all the time. Amen. He is. Thank the Lord for that. All righty. Boy, they sing and then they leave, I'll tell you. Isn't that the way it is? They could stay up here and have good preaching. They got to go down there and listen. To, well, they listen to Mark? Yeah, they could have stayed up here. All righty. And uh, thank the Lord. I'm so glad all of you are here this morning. That's a great truth I'm going to bring out in the message here this morning. Let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, once again, we thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. And I pray, give me the power, the strength, the, uh, the, the wisdom, uh, the words to say, even how to say them. And, and uh, Lord, I pray that you would meet with us in a special way. May we all go out of here a little bit different than the way we came. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Interesting what the Lord, what the Lord calls us. He calls us his sheep. His sheep. You know, I, I, I guess maybe I, if I was to pick out which animal, I'd say maybe the lion. You know, king. But he calls us sheep. Do you think the Lord did the, knows what he's doing? He sure does. He calls us his sheep. He refers to us as that. And I began to think, you know, the sheep, and we have some around us. You know, you look out here and you go up Lockbout Road, you see a bunch more. And, and uh, a lot of sheep around, around just this area right here. But there's something you know about sheep, and I think we knew this from reading the Bible. The sheep are not a very aggressive animal. They are uh, really pretty much all they do is they're kind of like a lot of, of humans, all they do is eat and wonder. Eat and wonder. Now, to prepare for this message, all I had to do was look out the window at the sheep in the field over here. But uh, seriously, I, I, I see them all the time. We, we've, we've seen, and, and if you drive down the lane and have to stop and look out the window at all the beautiful sheep and admire them and let your dog see them. I won't go where that's at. but uh, And uh, you, you look and you see those sheep out there. And they're cute, especially the little ones, aren't they? And then they grow up like adults and become ugly. And uh, But uh, the sheep are out there in that field, and they uh, we watch them. But uh, you know what? You know what? And I pass them all the time. And it, it, it's like this. They're either eating or they're laying down chewing their cud which is eating again. That's pretty much all they do. They have a horse out there with them. They follow that horse around. And sometimes that horse, I think he knows he's bigger than them. And I see him out there. He'll rear up. He'll kick up in the air. And he'll chase them around a little bit. But you know what? I mean, that horse could squish them. But you know what they do? They run off all of a sudden. Next thing you know, they're right back at by that horse again. And uh, I guess they like the company. I'm not sure what it is about that. But... They, the sheep, they say, are really not a smart animal, and uh, they're not self-sufficient. Somebody's got to take care of them. They're very vulnerable to, uh, to predators. And uh, I remember, I haven't been over in a long time, but over in Dutch Corner. Anybody know where Dutch Corner's at? A few of you know where that's at. It's over the mountain, over Broomball Mountain. And uh, uh, I, I've been over there before. We've been out spotting deer at night. And uh, one of the things was neat. You come across, there were some big farms there that had sheep. And uh, you go out there and you're looking for deer. And all of a sudden you see all these animals in the field. And you think, man, look at all the deer. And they were sheep. And, and then we saw this, that, that in some of the places we went to, 
that they would have a big dog amongst the sheep. But I think they were great Pyrenees, if I'm not mistaken. And these great Pyrenees would be out there amongst the sheep watching over them. Because the sheep, you know what's around in our area too, is coyotes. And the coyotes would kill sheep. And so the sheep, they really didn't know much because they were either eating or chewing their cud. And they weren't paying attention to what any danger was around them. And so these, these big dogs would watch out and protect for them. We read in the Bible, we find the Bible tells us that the sheep need the shepherd. The shepherd watches out for the sheep. We read in the Psalms about how that the shepherd, what's he do? He leads them to those green pastures. He leads them beside the still waters. Why? They're not smart enough to do it themselves. They're afraid of any waters that has rushing. And the shepherd has to be there to guide them to the still waters so that they are able to drink. They're not smart enough to move on to the green pastures. They need somebody to guide them. And that's why there were shepherds. My Bible tells me that we have a shepherd. And we have the good shepherd, don't we? The Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I remember as I was a kid, I'd hear that verse and I'd think, why wouldn't anybody want the shepherd? Because I thought that meant that I don't want the shepherd. It means this, that I won't have any wants because the shepherd takes care of all the needs of the sheep. My shepherd takes care of me too. He takes care of you, doesn't he? But there's something about sheep that's true also, and that is this, that they tend to wander. They tend to wander around. I'm not talking about wandering like, what's going on, you know? But they wander. They just kind of walk around. They just, they're really, really not paying attention because, again, every time I look, and if you go out this, this morning, when you go out, you look at them, they'll probably have their head to the ground just eating, not knowing what's going on around them. It's almost like they don't have any care in the world. Well, one thing about it is they don't have as much care as we have because they don't watch TV and watch the news. They don't know what's going on. They don't have much care. All they care about is some grass to eat. And all they do is just wander from one nibble to another, looking for something else to eat. And so they just wander. They don't have an instinct to know that there's something out there that can harm them. They don't know. They're only concerned about eating. And so they're head to the ground. They wander all over, not knowing when danger is there. In fact, the only time I believe that a sheep would know there's danger is when they get in trouble, much like us. We don't see the danger in doing this or that. A preacher preaches about something, or parents get on their kids and say, don't do that. And the kids, they go, why? They don't see the danger. But a mom and dad would see the danger. That's why God gives us commands. And we can look and say, but I don't understand. Why you tell me what I need to do? Why? God says, I know there's danger. And this morning in our Sunday school class, we talked about obeying God's commands. And God's commands are for our good, not for our detriment. And God knows what is best for us. And I, and I, and I thought, you know, as, as one of his sheep that we, we too, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't understand the, the, the danger that is there. Those sheep out there don't understand there's coyotes out here. They don't know. They're just interested in eating and wandering around. But then all of a sudden they find themselves in trouble. And they find out when the trouble is there was because they were in danger. The Bible says we are his sheep. Psalm 100, verse number 3 says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. 
We are his people, and listen to this, the sheep of his pasture. We are his sheep. We are his sheep. But guess what? We tend to wander. So, preacher, I don't do that. You know, I really think we don't make plans to wander. I don't think anybody ever, I, I don't think any of us that have been saved trusted Christ our Savior. I don't think after we got saved we said, you know what, I think now that I'm saved I'm just going to go and do whatever I want to do. When you got saved you're pretty excited about it, weren't you? And you wanted to please the master. You wanted to please our shepherd. And you realize something that if he would die on the cross for us so we can have eternal life, he must really care about me. And I don't think it's our goal as a Christian to wander. You know, a lot of times you can even ask kids, you say, hey, what are you going to do in life? And they'll tell you about some things. But I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say, you know, I'm just going to wander. A lot of times we have goals, we have ideas what we want to do. But the fact of the matter is, we're prone to wander. The songwriter wrote about that, didn't he? He said, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. I think about this, why is it that we wander so much? I think it's the same reason. I look at the sheep out there, they're not paying attention. You know, when we don't pay attention, we begin to wander. You say, preach, what are you talking about paying attention? I'm talking about paying attention to the Word of God. I'm talking about paying attention to what, what's being preached and what the Sunday school class was about. Now, we're not going to do it or anything, but wonder if we gave out quizzes about Sunday school class. Uh, and we had questions on there and had you fill it out. Could you fill it out? I hope so. Or maybe you had a, you'd say, really don't know what they said, but I really slept well. You know, we, we need to make sure we're not wandering. We could sit in church and wander too. I believe it's a good thing to be in church, but we could sit here and wander. Our minds can wander off. Our thoughts, when I'm thinking about it again, I, I believe sometimes we're not, we wander because we're not paying attention. I believe we wander because we're not doing what we should do. And then what happens, all of a sudden, we look and we find ourselves have strayed off and thought, you know, how did I get here? We ought never have to get to a place where we have to say that. We ought never have to say, how did I get here? Because there was a way that you got there, and I'll guarantee you this, it started by you wandering one day, wandering away from the Lord. When I think about it, there's so many things to get our attention today, isn't there? So many things. I, I think, you know, uh, our homes. And I'm, not, I'm talking about things that are not evil. Having a home is not an evil thing. But our homes get our attention, don't they? Man, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You know, the roof's leaking, the, 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 the sink's leaking, and more, you know, and, 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 and we just, there's so much for our attention when it comes to our homes even. The attention that is there to get us away, that if we're not careful, we forget about the Lord. How about raising children? Does that take attention? If you're not sure, you're not raising your kids right. They need attention. It takes a lot of attention. I mean, it's, it's hard enough with one child. Then start adding to the flock. Try to keep them all together, you know, and, and uh, I, I know that Christmas time when all the kids come and the grandkids come, what do we got, 25 or so, and, or 20, way past that, okay, I'm not sure what it is, and then what happens, we're going to add another one too, and, uh, uh, but all, all, the, all the people there, you know what, it's hard to keep track of them, I've seen this happen before, where's so-and-so, because there's so many, 
You know, and it takes attention, doesn't it? Sometimes we get so busy with school, even kids in school, we get so busy with our homes, busy with our, our fun time, and get busy with all the things, the jobs that we have, and, and even our jobs at church we get busy with. And those, and again, there's not anything wrong with those. I mean, entertaining things that we do, we may go to a, uh, play ball or do something like that. That's not wrong. Work on our house is not wrong. Our children, it's not wrong to have them. But we've got to be careful that we don't allow it to take us away from having our minds on the Lord Jesus Christ. Or we wander. They get our attention. And they get us to begin to not focus upon the Lord. And get us to forget about staying close to the Lord. The message I preach this morning is not just for a few people. This message is not for those who are not here. This message is for everybody in this room. Because we're sheep of his pasture. He is our shepherd, and there's one thing we know, sheep tend to wander. The Bible makes it very clear. In Isaiah 53, in verse number 6, it says, all, boy, it was a very important word in that verse, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. We wander. You may sit here this morning and say, Preacher, I never would. You better be careful, you can. We're prone to that. I'm sure if, if the sheep could talk, and they don't, by the way, I'm not losing my mind, all right? But if the sheep could talk out there, they would probably say, I don't know what you're worried about. We're fine. We know what we're doing. Did you notice the farmer put an electric fence around them? Because they know what they're doing. No, he knows better than they. They keep track of them. They notice them. They, they watch them. And I think this morning about, you know, that, 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 that the Lord wants us to be very diligent here because wandering oftentimes happens. We've got to be diligent to know this, that I am, I'm prone this way. I've got to be careful. I am a sheep. The Lord talked me as a sheep, and he understands the sheep that they oftentimes want to wander off. I've got to be careful in my Christian life. The wandering of sheep is a dangerous thing. But so is it the wandering of God's people. Amen. Again, I am so glad you're here this morning. But let me tell you something. We could be in church and be wandering off. We could be in the process of wandering away from the Lord. Oh, that our mind is not there. We come to church and we snooze. I'm telling you right now, if you're sleeping, you don't get it. If you don't listen, you don't even have to be sleeping. You just don't have to listen. I remember times as a kid. You all probably remember this too. You'd sit in church, and you, were, you behaved really well. Your parents may have said, man, you were so good, but you didn't listen. If we're not careful, we, we, we're not listening to what God says. We're not, we're not paying attention of what the danger is, because there is the danger out there of us wandering away. There's the danger. You say, preacher, what does it matter? How many people have gone into deep sin, not because they planned it, because they wandered there. They began to... They were doing the right things. I mean, people have fallen into sin. I I hate using that word, falling into sin, because you walk into it. But how many people have fallen into sin in a church? 
You say, how could that happen? Wandering. Wandering away. But let me give you the real truth I've been wanting to give you this morning. Even when you wander, he still loves you. Did you hear that? Even when you wander, when you wander away from him, he loves you. Now, I said this morning about, in my Sunday school class, a statement that I'll make mention again here now. That is this. You cannot do anything. Listen to it carefully. You cannot do anything to make God love you more than what he already does. That's a wonderful truth. You say, well, I just wish I could make God love me more. No, God loves you the most right now. He said, well, preacher, I'm not all I should be. He doesn't love you any less. Isn't that good news? You know, I used to think as a kid, well, when I sin, God doesn't love me anymore. Wait a minute. God loves us even when we do sin. He said, well, then that means I, no, 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 don't make up excuses. God still loves us no matter what. I mean, he loves, he loves me. The Bible says, you said, preacher, how do you know that he loves us even when we go astray. Why does, why, what makes you think he loves us even when I, I get backslidden, when I get away from him, when I wander off in my life spiritually and I, I get out of church maybe? How, do I, how can you say God loves me? From what we just read. If you're still open to that portion of scripture, Matthew 18, look what it said there in verse number, verse number 12. How think ye if a man have a hundred sheep? That's a lot of sheep. And how many of them be gone astray? One sheep has gone astray. One out of a hundred. So how many? Here we go. Math time. We'll see how you folks that went to Central can figure this one out. All right? How many sheep does he still have in the fold? Ninety-nine. Very good. You Northern Bedford folks knew that way before the Central folks knew it, right? But uh, you, know, you think about it. He, he had 99 sheep. He could have said, I've got almost all of them. He could have said, I've got 99, only one is lost, good riddance, I hope you're all right, maybe you'll make it. He could have done that, but he didn't, did he? He had 99 there, but he went to the mountains to find it. How think ye, if a man have a hundred sheep and one of them be gone astray, Doth he not leave the ninety and nine and goeth into the mountains and seeketh that which is gone astray? Why in the world would a shepherd leave that ninety-nine to go after that one? Because he cared about him. Let me tell you something. You say, preacher, I just feel like, you know, I'm in church this morning, but I feel like I've failed God so much, and maybe you have. Preacher, I've got something in my life that ought not be there. I've got some sin I'm carrying around, and I know I ought to get it right. Why, God probably doesn't love me anymore. Oh, no, listen carefully. God still loves you no matter what. And I believe this, that he comes seeking you when you go astray. He cares about the lamb that has gone astray. Now, what I did not say was this. 
He's not okay with us going astray. I don't think the shepherd says, well, you know, they all do it. Well, he'll be all right. He was not okay. He did not go and find that sheep, their own little pasture out there, and bring them a, a, a bucket of water and say, just enjoy yourself where you're at. Do you know what the object was to go after that sheep? To bring them back. God knows what's best for us. And the shepherd, he loves that one that has gone astray. He didn't go there and beat them. But although I have read this, that sometimes in the old days, you know what they do if a little lamb runs off? And it keeps running off. You know what a shepherd will do? he go after it and he picks it up and he snaps the leg. Because the sheep can't run off anymore. And he puts that sheep up on his shoulder and he carries them back to the fold and nurses it back to health. He said, well, he doesn't love that little lamb. He wants to save that little lamb from the lion out there, from that, that, that wolf out there. He wants to save it from that animal that would eat him. You see, when the, when the, shep, when the shepherd goes after the lamb, it's not to comfort them in their wandering. He goes after them to bring them home again. That's how much he loves you. There's no place like home. You know, I think the little sheep probably think, you know what, how true that is. Even before, they knew that before Dorothy did, amen. And I'm sure, you know, he's thinking, boy, how, how wonderful it is to be back. But the Lord doesn't go and make him comfortable in his disobedience. Because what happened to the lamb? The Bible said he went astray. Astray means away from the right path. Away from the right path. You know what? I can name and you can name and probably even in our own families, we can name people that have gone astray. But God still loves them. Isn't that a good thought? God still loves them. No, not, God's not okay with where they're at. God still loves them. And wants them not to stay there come back into the fold they didn't lose their salvation they just need to get back into the family again get close again you see that's why folks who get backslidden and wander off all of a sudden they just think you know why, why is things so bad why is God doing this to me do you understand the reason you're having a tough time is because you got away from the Lord I mentioned, I think it was my Sunday school class, a man one time told me, he says, you know, why? what's God got against me? God doesn't have anything against you. God loves you. You got yourself in problems. And God's not going to take away all those things that are, that, are, that are hurting you, the way to get away from all those things. You know how to get away from that old coyote out there? He's come back to the fold. How to get away from that wolf that's out there trying to destroy you. Get away from that place where there's no green pastures, where there's no water to drink, there's no still waters. Do you know how to get, what will help you? You get back to the fold. And you can come home because he loves you. John 10, 11 says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. How good it is that we have the good shepherd and he loves his people. And you know the best place to be to a shepherd? 
that loves you? Right next to them. Right next to them. I'll tell you, the happiest sheep were those that were right at his feet. I believe that. Why, they knew that was the safest place to be. Let me tell you something. You know, the safest place for the Christian is right at the feet of Jesus. You know, we want to call the Lord. We get out there and the wolf is after us. We go, help me, shepherd, help me. You need to stay close to him. Sheep wonder. And here's the thing. They don't all wonder at the same time. This morning you may be thinking, you know, I know people that have wondered. You pray for them, would you? You love them too, like the Lord loves them. But hey, watch out. Because usually the sheep all don't stray at the same time. But all of us are prone to wander. We get so busy with our new jobs. We get so busy with our new marriage and our homes. All of a sudden, we don't have time for the Lord. We begin to wonder. It wasn't something we planned to get away from God. I'm sure there are people sitting at home right now that used to be in church, and they really didn't make a plan to get it out of church. Maybe when they were growing up, we're thinking, you know what? I will never get out of church, but I grew up with people like that. I've seen people even in our own church where it was the farthest thing from their mind, and yet that's where they're at. Never dreamed. Sometimes sheep wander and don't even realize it. I watch those sheep out there. They're not even paying attention to what they're doing. They just keep walking and walking and walking, eat and walk. Their head's always down. I think sometimes we think, well, I can just kind of glide through the Christian life. I can just do whatever I want. Man, God's good, and he is. But when you wander, you put yourself in danger. Even this, you know, you may still be doing the right thing and yet beginning to wander. You know, when those sheep get from one end of the fence to the other is one thing. Isn't it best for them to stay within the fence? Yeah. But the best thing is to stay far from the edge of the fence. You ever see the cows do that? The sheep done that. I've seen them do it too. The cow, it's like has a whole pasture, but it sticks its head through that barbed wire and it eats out there next to the road. I'm like, dumb cow. I'm sorry, Andy, don't get mad at me for saying dumb cow, all right? Unintelligent cow. I'm like, you got that whole field there. Why would you do that? That's the way we wonder sometimes. We think it's grass is greener on the other side. Remember one time a guy said, yeah, it is. That's, you know the reason why? That's where the septic tank's at. No, you stay within the fence. You stay close to the shepherd. Because you know, when you get right at the fence, it's not too far, too hard to get over or under that fence. It's not, it's when you get away there, even that, that coyote can go by and, or that wolf can come by or a lion, wherever it's at there, can come by and, and swoop and catch that little lamb and destroy them. I think sometimes sheep stray away and don't even know that they've strayed away. That's why sometimes Christians say, when the preacher says, man, I missed you. Well, I'm okay, I'm okay. They strayed and don't even know they strayed. They think everything's okay. We're good at lying to ourselves sometimes, aren't we? Eh, it's all right, I'm all right, preacher. 
And let's ask the shepherd about that. I think the shepherd would say differently. Sad we get to a place when we realize we've wandered. You know, I think about the prodigal son. I kind of think he didn't he really didn't think he was wandering. He got his he got his inheritance. He got it from his dad. He still loved his dad, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did. He went to the far country and said, man, I'm not wondering. I know where I'm at. I got GPS on my donkey that I'm riding. He wasn't worried about where he was at, really. I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, he really didn't. He just wandered off. He wasn't thinking. He's then he's feeding himself the stuff the animals won't eat, the pigs won't eat. He's there, and then all of a sudden the Bible says that he came to his right mind, didn't he? All of a sudden he came to his senses. You know what I think he realized? Oh, my. I've wandered so far away. I've wandered so far away. I think he really didn't think about it as long as he's having a good time and the money lasted. And the friends were there. But all that time he was wandering. I believe when he took that first step off the porch of his house, he began wandering. Not expecting to go and lose his whole inheritance and lose all his friends and be in that far country and, and, and what happened to him. I don't think that was his plans much at all, but it's what happened because he wandered. Wouldn't it have been great if he stepped off the porch and said, ah, I need to stay close to dad. But he didn't. He wandered. The Bible says in John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And he says this, and they follow me. Sadly, sometimes us sheep get so far away, wandering, that we can't hear his voice. My mom, sometimes, we lived in a new neighborhood. They were building new houses all around us, and it was a little boy's paradise dirt piles and we would play army all the time in these dirt piles and good pieces clunks of dirt would make great uh, um, uh, hand grenades we'd throw them you say you threw rocks at each other we were boys and we would throw those things and and I blew you up no you missed no I got you you know, we, we would play that army, but my mom would say this, I'll call you when you need to come home for lunch. Okay, mom. You know, sometimes we got so busy playing and we would go one house they're building and then we would all of a sudden chase the enemy down to the next house and they're dug in in those dirt piles and we're having army and my mom would be at the house and she'd be calling, Mark, Mark, Tim, come on, time to eat, Mark. I know you're thinking, if she's going to feed you, you would have been listening, but I was playing army. And then all of a sudden, you look, and here was this little lady out there on the sidewalk going, Mark, Edward, you know when your mom calls your middle name, you're in trouble. Mark, Edward, Biter. I go, What? She says, I've been calling you. Come home. I got so far away, I didn't hear her. And she said, son, why didn't you answer? And I would tell her. It would be honest truth. I didn't hear you, mom. And she says, don't tell me that. I'm telling you, mom. I did not hear you. I was in war. I didn't hear her. But that did not change the fact 
that she was calling. I wish the Lord would call me to come back. He is. You just got so far away you don't hear him anymore. But he's still calling. Did the did did the, the prodigal son, did his dad, was his dad still praying for him to come home? In fact, every day he looked for him. And the day that he decided to come home, what happened? His daddy was standing on the porch watching for him. You know why? He was, in a sense, calling. He saw his son, he ran to him. Why? Because he loved him. And you know the rest of the story. Kill, kill a fatty calf, put a ring on his finger, give him some new clothes. Let's have a big party here. Why? His son ran off. Was his dad okay with him running off? No. His dad loved him. And he was home. You see, life is better for the sheep when they're close to the shepherd. And life is better for us when we are close to the shepherd too. Amen. But you know, when we get away sometimes, this is what happens. We get away from the Lord and begin to think, well, you know what? God probably doesn't love me anymore. I've done some bad things and God probably doesn't love me anymore. I've been in church in ages. God probably doesn't love me anymore. Well, I haven't prayed. I don't even remember when. Last time I prayed, God probably doesn't love me anymore. But that's not true. God loves you still. Wonderful thought. God loves you still. But you know what? If you'll come home and you'll listen to his voice, he'll be calling you. I believe the little lamb, when he finally gets out there and that shepherd gets close enough and he hears his voice, he knows what shepherd is. I remember, I remember somebody told, I think it might have been a missionary, I'm not sure, said they were over in the Holy Land and some shepherds came to this area there and they came to the little town and, and their sheep herds were out there in the field and the shepherds came up to the little town and they were getting something to eat. And they were watching and they thought, how are they going to separate all their sheep? They're all out there in that field. And it was time the men were done, the shepherds were done eating, and they walked out there and they began to call their sheep. And all of a sudden, they began to separate because the sheep know the shepherd's voice. Would you listen a moment? He's calling this morning. You could hear his voice. Oh, I'm not audibly. But I guarantee you this morning, if you've wandered Maybe just a little ways. Maybe you've gone so far away. I mean, I know you're in church, but you've gotten so far maybe spiritually away from the Lord. He's still calling you. And don't think he doesn't love you anymore. He does. The best thing to do is to stay as close to him as you possibly can every day because wandering off is dangerous. Let me ask you something this morning. Where are you Right now, spiritually. Where are you right now, spiritually? So, preacher, I'm in church. What's that tell you? Well, that tells me you're in church. I can't see your heart. And God loves you. And he's calling you to come back. Get close to him again. Say, preacher, it don't seem like he ever calls me anymore. Oh, he's calling. It's just you got so far you don't hear it anymore. 
but I got a good verse for you. It's found in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 8. It says, draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. You know, if you would just say, you know, so preacher, I don't hear his voice anymore. It seems like I'm so far away. Just draw nigh to God and say, God, I want to hear from you. I believe you hear his voice. I'm not talking audibly. The Spirit's just thinking about this, that he hears our call. He hears us today. When we call back to him, say, here am I. The shepherd loves you today. I mean, all of us ought to go out of here happy that he loves us. I think there's some that might be able to go out of here happier when you get close to the one who loves you. Amen. He loves us so much. Maybe this morning you're not saved. It's not that he's not calling you to be saved. He says, whosoever will may come. You can call upon him today and be saved. If you're not sure you're going to heaven this morning, be sure. And dear Christian, are you close to him? Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this time this morning. Thank you for your word. And I pray that you would speak to us now in this invitation time. I pray that we'll be honest with you and with ourselves. Lord, not anyone else knows what's going on in our heads right now, what's on in our hearts. No one else knows how close, how far we are from you, but we know and you know. Thank you, dear Heavenly Shepherd, for caring about us and loving us. While our heads bowed or eyes closed this morning, I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, if I died right now, I don't know that I'd go to heaven. I'm not sure that I'm saved. But I'd like to know that for sure. I wonder if there'd be anyone here this morning who said, Preacher, that's me. I'm not sure I'm going to heaven, but I'd like to know that for sure. Pray for me. Would you slip your hand up, anyone this morning? Preacher, I don't know that I'm going to heaven, but I'd like to know it. Christian, this morning, you say, Preacher, I know the Lord's my Savior. I've been saved. I could tell you a day, a time, when I trusted Jesus as my Savior, I know I'm going to heaven. That's wonderful. I'm glad you know that. But here's the thing. Are you close to him? Preacher, I just kind of got away. Then get kind of close. And maybe this morning you leave and have to say, you know, I am so far away from the Lord. I'm in church. You know, maybe, maybe ladies, you have to say, my husband makes me come. Or husbands, you have to say, my wife made me come. I mean, I'm glad you're here, but how close are you to the Lord? Kids could be in church and say, well, my parents may become. How close are you to the Lord? Don't wander off. I know it's not your plan, but don't. Plan on not wandering off. And the way to do it is stay close to him. And maybe God spoke to your heart this morning. In a moment, we have an invitation. You need to come. The altar's open. You deal with those things that God speaks to you about here today. Father, bless the invitation time now. I pray that you would, Lord, just help us be honest with you and ourselves. And, Lord, if there is somebody yet not saved, I pray they get saved today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.